48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Health officials report 49 new cases of COVID-19 as a cluster at the Kwaichung Container Terminal continues to grow. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs insists the Legislative Council will be operating with a mandate during its one-year extension. And hundreds of academics condemn the dismissals of legal scholar Benny Tai and lawmaker Xiu Ka Chen. Health authorities say about 120 staff of a company operating at the Kwaichung Container Terminal will have to be sent to quarantine. Eight of its employees have become infected with COVID-19 over the past few days, and another five have tested preliminary positive. The Center for Health Protection says a communal rest area may be a likely source of transmission among the workers at Wang Key Port Operations Services Limited. This came as Hong Kong confirmed 46 new COVID-19 cases, 39 of them locally transmitted infections. The CHP's Dr. Tran Chukwan was asked if the drop in total infections means there's room to ease social distancing measures. The actual number of cases are still quite high at the moment. It's still 40-something. Uh, many of them are uh, without actual source that can be found. I think we are um, still have a silent transmission in the community that if any relaxation of social distancing measures and that may cause a huge rebound of the cases. So from public health point of view, I don't think this is time for relaxation of social distancing measures. Two more elderly patients have died from COVID-19 today, bringing the death toll here to 69. The Executive Council has removed Chief Executive Carrie Lam's honorary fellowship with the Cambridge University's Wolfson College from her declaration of interests. The Exco Secretariat said it made the change upon receiving Mrs. Lam's notification. The move comes after Wolfson's President Jane Clark issued a statement last month saying the college was considering a proposal to strip Mrs. Lam of her fellowship due to the enactment of the national security law. Professor Clark had said the college strongly supports the protection of human rights and the freedom of expression and it was deeply concerned by recent events following the enactment of the law in the SAR. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs has dismissed concerns the Legislative Council will be operating without a mandate after its term was extended by at least a year. Violet Wong reports. The 2020 legislative election was postponed by at least a year because of a recent surge in local COVID-19 cases. In order to fill this power vacuum, existing lawmakers will be allowed to stay on in their roles. Speaking on the radio program, Eric Zhang said legislative will be operating with a mandate, as the decision was made by the nation's top legislature, which in itself represents people's views. The Constitutional Affairs Minister said previously elected lawmakers had been filtered in in a fair and open manner, and he can't see why they cannot represent the people in the coming year. He urged all lawmakers to return to work on improving people's livelihood. Civic Party Chairman Alan Lang says pan-Democrats should remain in the extended session of LegCo, although some in the camp believe they should boycott what they call an unconstitutional session. Mr Lang said it's vital the opposition camp is present in LegCo to monitor the government. You need only to think back to what happened last year when the Kerry Lam administration was trying to bulldoze through the Legislative Council this Fugitive Offenders Amendment Bill. Can you imagine all 22 pandemic legislators had not been there? The bill would already have been passed. 
More than 500 local and overseas academics have condemned the dismissals of legal scholar Benny Tai and lawmaker Shil Ka Chun from their teaching jobs at universities. In a joint statement, the scholars said this dealt a blow to the city's academic freedom and the decisions are also a breach of procedural justice, as the pair are waiting for court appeals. Mr Tai was sacked by the HKU Council last month due to his conviction related to the 2014 Occupy protests, while the Baptist University decided not to renew the contract of Mr. Shu, who was jailed for inciting others to join the Occupy movement. Dixon Singh from HKUST is one of those who launched the action. If academic freedom is undermined, it will definitely erode the freedom of press okay, and the quality of, of the debates in public arena. And as a result, the overall governance of the society will suffer. So I think that is why so many people, including not only local scholars, but the international scholars, which are spread in four continents, they all express their strong you know, protests. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Chen Chi Mai of Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party has won the Kaohsiung mayoral by-election, receiving around 70% of the votes. His two rivals, Jane Li of the opposition Kuomintang and Wu Yijeng of the Taiwan People's Party, have conceded defeat and congratulated Mr. Chen. Queen Elizabeth has issued a message thanking all the Commonwealth and allied nations who fought to bring an end to the Second World War on the 75th anniversary of Japan's surrender. Her son, Prince Charles, said those captured during the war should be remembered. We should also reflect on those unfortunate prisoners of war who suffered so dreadfully. Over a quarter of all allied prisoners of war lost their lives in captivity. The courage and fortitude shown by all those who fought in the region was exemplary. The Japanese Emperor Naruhito has expressed deep remorse for his country's past military actions. However, four government ministers ignited controversy by visiting the Yasukuni Shrine in Tokyo to mark the anniversary. It's seen by neighboring countries as a symbol of Japan's historical military aggression. The BBC's Rupert Winkful Hayes reports. Tokyo's Yasukuni Shrine is home to the spirits of Japan's two and a half million war dead. This morning, despite 36 degree heat and COVID-19, thousands of ordinary people lined up to pay their respects. But the Yasukuni Shrine also honours 14 of Japan's wartime leaders, men who were later convicted as Class A war criminals. Any visit to the shrine by a senior Japanese politician is considered highly offensive in Korea and China. In Seoul, South Korea's President Moon Jae-in has given a televised speech on the 75th anniversary of his country's liberation from Japanese rule. Ties have reached the lowest point in years after South Korea moved to reopen talks over compensation for those forced to work under Japanese occupation. Mr Moon stressed his willingness to resolve historical disputes. We have been holding discussions with the Japanese government on an amicable solution that the victims can agree on. The door for negotiation is still wide open. Our government is always ready to sit down to talks with the Japanese government. Tokyo argues that all such issues were settled by a treaty signed in the 1960s. 
Thousands of Belarusians have gathered in Minsk to commemorate a man who died on Monday at one of the protests against the contested re-election of President Alexander Lukashenko. It's the seventh day of such demonstrations. The BBC's Abdul Jalil Abdurazilov reports. I'm standing near the metro station Pushkinskaya in Minsk. There are probably about three or four thousand people who have gathered here to remember Alexander Tarakovsky, one of the protesters who died here during the violence. People are bringing flowers in his memory. They're chanting, we will never forget, we will never forgive. The crowd is getting bigger and bigger every minute. This is truly unprecedented for Belarus. In 26 years of being in power, Mr. Lukashenko has never faced such a challenge before. Mr. Ms. The Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has defended the country's recent military and diplomatic standoffs with its neighbors China and Pakistan, without naming either country. In his Independence Day address from the ramparts of Delhi's Red Fort, Mr. Modi said those who challenge Indian sovereignty at either border had been met with a firm response. From the line of control to the actual line of control, whenever India's sovereignty has been challenged, our soldiers have given a fitting response in a language they understand. Mr Modi also mentioned India's growing relationships in what he described as its extended neighbourhood, saying neighbours were not only those with whom India shared geographical boundaries, but also those with whom our hearts meet. And in sports... Football, after thrashing Barcelona 8-2 in the Champions League quarterfinal, Bayern Munich will next face the winners of today's last quarterfinal between Manchester City and Lyon. City go into the match as favourites, but their defender, Amaric Laporte, remains cautious. Tough team, they have a lot of good players and we have to be focused on ourselves, be prepared and we try to, to win this game. And that's the news from RTHK.
trip and play pool with the planets. In outer space, I feed you pomegranates. Of course, you could fly the spaceship, it's automatic. That's what she cried when her perm got messed up because of hyperdrive. We don't need them other folks' bones, we got our own life speed, like, boom, like, Osmati Dominos on your radio three helping you to make cool tracks. If you rub and sticks together, you'll be getting a spark. Inevitably, I'll be in your arms after dark. Each and every time I see you, just as hard to leave you as the last time. So we come to a decision, draw a line in the sand. On different sides, yet I reach out for your hand Oh, baby, I miss you Only I could kiss you just this last time But I can't finish What we Can't finish what we 